Well, good evening, everyone. Good to see you tonight. Let's turn our Bibles, please, to Psalm chapter 8. Psalm 8 this evening. And let's read the, the whole chapter today and this evening. And good to see you tonight. I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for just the, the fact that as we look in our, our world around us, there's just no denying it. There's just so much evidence of the reality of God. And I think sometimes as Christians, we sort of take that for granted until we need to sometimes have a little bit of perspective in life. And I think this is where, where the psalmist was, was really just dealing with here in, in Psalm chapter 8, where he says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And just a great psalm to, to reflect on. And I was re reflecting a little bit on this this week. You know, I think sometimes we, we go through life and we can feel a little bit overwhelmed with the circumstances that surround us. And we can sometimes feel, in a way, very, um, very small and, and, and sometimes very unseen. And sometimes we've got to get a context of, of where we are and, and who we are as, as people. And I think one of the things that, that often people do when they're feeling that way is to go into nature and to start to understand and, and get, get, out of, get out of the city a little bit, get out of suburbia, and look around and go and, and maybe go for a walk and down at the beach, maybe go on a, on a mountain trail and start walking and, and start observing and getting a sense of God's creation. Because all of that just testifies of God. It, it just is a reminder that there is a God. And it uh, reminds me of two friends who went camping, and one night, the other friend woke the, other, the, the friend up, and he said, what do you think this means? And the friend sort of, you know, woke up a little bit, and he said, what, it, what are you talking about? What do you think this means? And he's pointing up, and he's looking at the stars, and he says, you know, some say that they're, they're our ancestors from, you know, from years and years, and they've gone up there, and they're watching down on us. And he said, oh, and others say that, you know, these stars, they're cre created by God to sort of, you know, be the light at night. And he said, or oh, really scientifically, we all know they're, they're giant gases, balls of gases up there, and they're just shining light, and they're, they're you know, thousands of light years away. And the friend looks at him and he said, no, you idiot, someone stole our tent, right? And sometimes we, we sort of overthink things when they're, they're not supposed to be overthought. But other times, other times, thank you, Caleb, thanks for paying that. But other times, it is, it is important to really think about and get a perspective. 
and get a sense. And I think this is where the psalmist was really drawing that. And I think many people find great inspiration in the stars. Sometimes, unfortunately, they've made those kind of, you know, they, they've, they've made too much of God's creation and, and they, they try to look for signs from the stars. Sometimes, you know, we, we look at, sadly, the, those that look at astrology and so forth and try to, you know, look at their, their daily readings and, and all of that. And, and we understand that sometimes even in the things that evidence God, there's a misuse of it. But I think the, the psalmist is trying to get, get us to really just think about a bit of perspective using the stars. And I don't know if you've ever, ever really done that. In Sydney, you really couldn't. You really couldn't see the stars. There was too many lights. But sometimes in different areas here in our, in our city, you could still, you could, you could travel a little bit and still gaze up there and really on a clear night see a multitude of stars. And it's always an amazing thing. We understand, again, the, just the enormity of the, the universe, the, even the, the, the vicinity of the sky that we, we look at. There's in, innumerable amounts of stars in the sky. And that's what he was trying to say here in, in Psalm chapter 8. He says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Really, that tells of God's glory. And firstly, I, I want to tell you that as we think about the stars and we gaze a little bit, it really it, it helps us have a perspective of God's largeness. You understand that, that man took all those years to evidently get to the universe, get up there to the moon. And it, it took all of that technology and that thinking to just get up there. And, and still to this day, there's still vast reaches of the universe that, that man can never attempt to get to. In all of man's ingenuity, in all of man's um, great advancements that we say, the universe is still vastly undiscovered. You, you imagine that, that he's, he's saying the glory, you've set your glory above the heavens. And we understand that God fills all the universe. And it's a perspective of God's largeness. You know, sometimes we can lose perspective of, of our imprint versus God's presence. And we sort of get overwhelmed with the things of life. And yet, if we're a Christian, we have a God who actually is above all of that. And actually, we can look at that, and, and it's again, it's a, it, it actually will help us understand, whilst we're a small speck in the universe, the God of the universe looked down and he sees us. And, and we see his largeness. In Job 22, verse 12, is not God in the height of heaven? And behold, the height of the stars, how high they are. And as, as Job observed that, he re recognized again in all of his calamity, in all of his trying how big God is. In Genesis 1.16, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And he, he made all of those things, the sun, the moon, all of that to, to evidence again his creation and his largeness. And really the stars, they give us a sense of God's wonder and beauty. You know, really what he's saying here in verse 1 is that God blankets our world. You imagine that, that we're just this, this ball in the middle of nothing in the vastness of the universe and God surrounds us. 
he compasses us about with, with mercy and truth and he blankets our world is what he's saying there. He's set thy glory above all the, above the heavens. And then in verse 2, he says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies. You know what? So many, so many of us adults were so educated that we don't ever really look at the, the majesty of the universe like we should. But you know, with children, children see all of the majesty of I remember we, we went on a trip to Queenstown. Some of you had just recently been there, and it's a beautiful place. A lot of natural beauty as, as we went around. Jaden was around one, years, one year old when we went, and uh, a friend of ours, you know, paid for us to go, so it was if we were going to say no, so we went. And we got a car. They gave us a car to drive around for a week, and, and every corner we turned, there was another beautiful mountain, another beautiful lake. And the word we, the only word we could use was wow. And I'll tell you, by the end of the trip, Jaden learned how to talk, and his first word was wow. <laughs> and I remember one night, it was a, a beautiful, clear night, we went outside in the freezing cold, and we just looked up in the constellation of stars. And you know what Jaden said again? Wow. <laughs> a couple of years ago, a, a group from Sydney, a, a, along with us, went to to the outback with Brother Jim, Sister Becky over there, and, and, you know, being city slickers from Sydney in the big smoke, right? We don't, like I mentioned, we don't see the stars, and, and last minute I decided I'm going to take Malachi. He was around five or six years old. And right there again, I remember one of the, the first evenings we had, had erected our tent. We were outside. We were just sitting on our camp chairs, and we looked up, and just the blanket of stars in the sky. And I remember, I remember Malachi asking me, God, Dad, did God make all of those? I said, God certainly did. And the all. The majesty that was in his heart and his words, and he, that's what he was saying here. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. You know, they testify because of the, 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 just the, the evidence that is in there, in, in, that's so around them, that in them they just have to say, wow, this is what God did. And sometimes we sort of just, we become too academic and too used to those things that should give us great awe and a great evidence of God's largeness. And it's childlike faith that declares God's largeness. And the stars, they actually also, at the same time, give us a perspective of our smallness. And if the God of the universe, who can make everything like clockwork, make it go around like it should be so, around the sun for us and the, the vast other universes around like a great clock in the sky. If God can control that, then, then our smallness and in all of the things that surround us, God can as well. And the stars, they give us an appreciation really of, of the fact that He's with us. We see that in, we see again in verse 2, out of the mouth of babes, and in verse 3, He says, When I consider thy heavens the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. It, it helps us, remind, it reminds us of the fact that we're in this and in, in our little area of life, we are part of God's, God's, uh, God's thinking. And he says that again in verse 4, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. And the stars actually, they, they ought to give us an appreciation of God's presence with us. The God of the universe, in all of its immeasurability, 
actually came down and actually visits us. Hey, for a Christian, he, his presence is with us. That's an amazing thought. You know, it, he, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And it, ought to, ought to, it gives us a perspective of, of just God's largeness. But then secondly, notice verses 5 to 8. It says, For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. So he's now referring to us here. And has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. So he's referring to mankind here, and he's, he's giving an order of things. He's saying, you know, he's visited him, but he's made him, the mankind, a little lower than the angels, but he is above certain things, the, the beasts and so forth. And here's the second thing that we learn as we think about the stars tonight is it, it just helps us have a perspective of, of our place in God's plan. You understand that, that those stars weren't just sprinkled there. You know, when we design things, when we, we, when we paint things, and sometimes we just do it inadvertently. God doesn't do that. God has a great purpose. He's planned. And He's got an order of things. And, and He's saying, just like the stars, He's given an order for us. And we have a perspective of our place in God's plan. He said, even in regard to that, in 1 Corinthians 15, 41, there is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. What he's saying, each of them has its place, each of them has its magnitude. Each of them have different types, but he knows all of it. It all points to him. And you think about even when uh, at the advent of Christ's first coming, we understand that God had placed a star to direct, to point. In Daniel 12, 3, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So are pointing to God and His majesty and His glory. That's part of God's plan for us. That's why He's placed us where He's placed us. You're not just here by accident. You're not just here because God just inadvertently said, oh, well, we need some sort of people at this time. And he just went, oh, well, let's just create these people. No, no, God put you here just like he purposely put the stars. And in fact, the Bible tells us, look at Psalm 147. Let's turn to two other places. Psalm 147. And verse 1, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant and and praise is comely. It means beautiful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. And notice what he says. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Sometimes we sort of look at what, what, what we're doing and and, you know, the great search for the meaning of life, the purpose of life. And we've just got to understand as we look up that actually God's got a place for you. God's got a plan for you. God has a, a, a specific, and if God knows the names of the stars, which we can never number in a lifetime or in a thousand lifetimes, then God knows where you're at. And we don't have to fear that we've just lost in the consolation of humanity 
Actually, God knows your name. And he, God, God knows. He, he says that again. Look at Job chapter 9. Look at Job chapter 9. Look at verse 1. Then Job answered and said, I know it is, of, it is so of a truth, but how should man be just with God? If he will contend with him, he cannot answer him, one of a thousand. So, so he's speaking here about God. Then skip down to verse 8. So this, again, referring to God, which alone spreadeth out the heavens and treadeth upon the waves of the sea, two great frontiers there, the heavens, universe, and the ocean. And some would estimate that there, there's as vast as the universe is, we haven't even touched a percentage of the ocean and the floor of the ocean. So do two great, great uh, frontiers there. But then he refers to the heavens, it says here, which maketh Arcturus, Orion, and Pleiades, and the chambers of the south. Those are, those are consolations which doeth great things past finding out, yea, and wonders without number. And he's saying that he's got all of that, and he, he names and he understands even the the deepest and the darkest frontiers yet to be discovered, God understands it. And God understands where we're at. And we see that in our text, go back to, go back to Psalm 8, we see that in God's order of things, notice what he's saying here in verse 5, thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Even though he's visited us, we understand we're not top, but, the Bible says, but has crowned him with glory and honor. So we're not top, but we've been crowned. All right? In God's order of things, we're made a little lower than the angels. You know, that invisible realm that we all wonder about. We're lower. He says we're lower than that, but we're crowned. And, you know, we're lower than the angels, but we're crowned, meaning that there's, there's some majesty in us. And what that is, is we've been made in the image of God. And no other creature, no other creation can have that claim. When mankind was created, he was the only one that was created in the image of God. And so we see that crowning. We're not top, but we're crowned. But then he says there in verse 6, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. You know, that word dominion doesn't simply mean that we're over something. It means we have responsibility over something. And so what he's saying here is in his order of Things in, our, in, in, in getting a perspective of our place in God's plan, we're not top, but we've been crowned. We've also got responsibilities, but we've been enabled. Because he says you've, you've made him. So we're made, we're designed, we're, we've been created with a purpose to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. So... He's, we've been created for a great purpose, but He's given us enabling to do that. And so when we discover our responsibilities, we don't just have to shy away from them and fear them, because actually in God's design, not only did He make us to be that, to, to take on that responsibility, He gave us enabling for that responsibility. And so even as we enter into different things, we understand then that there's greater responsibility sometimes, and sometimes we want to either shirk that responsibility or, or just ignore those responsibilities. But actually God gives us enabling. All right? He's made us with everything we need. We, you look at the, the wonder of the human body. 
and the, the very intricacies, the universes that are in the, the, the microscopic and subatomic levels of our make. You understand all of that is ordered and all of that is to function. And yes, we're fallen. Yes, we're not, we're not Adam and Eve in the garden. We're, we're past that. But, but even in, in, in all of the disadvantage of that, uh, those things are still functioning as God willed it because He's made us for a reason. And we have a, we, when we look at the stars, it ought to give us a perspective of that. But then he says, specifically in verses 7 to 8, those things that were over. And I looked at all of these and I figured, I think, I think Brother Dave has probably either hunted all of these or shot these or fished these. And, and all of those things, he's saying, have dominion over those. And here's the point. We're above things, but we're, we're to be stewards of them. Now, whilst we're not above the angels, we are above these things. And we had to have dominion right from the beginning. God said to have dominion over this. But part of that is to be a steward of it. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 12, 10, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. And so we look at that and we see that all of that God created so that we have dominion over it. But all of that is so that we, we keep the order of things. There's a stewardship involved in that. This is stewardship in the things that God provides as far as our responsibilities. And then the last thing, look at verse 9. He says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And you know, he concludes that, that whole discussion about the stars and the universe and, and you know, God's largeness and, and our perspective of his, his order of things, God's plan. There really, at the end of it, needs to have... We, when we look at the stars and look at really creation, it ought to help us have an appreciation of God's sovereignty. Because he says here, O Lord, our Lord. You know, we're not the master of our universes. God is. And we might want to reorder our lives according to his order. And, and the psalmist's conclusion is this. When he looked at all of that, says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. It all works. In, in all of its intricacies, in all of its mysteries, in all of the things that we wonder about, it all works, and how excellent. Now that, that word excellent just simply means that it's just very, very good. It, there's nothing to compare it to. Again, he telleth the numbers of the stars, he calleth them all, by their names, he's all-knowing. He knows every star and every... You, you, could, you, could, you could look at and map the sky and he knows exactly where that star is. And you know, he didn't die for the stars, he died for you and I. And so don't you think, in his sovereignty, he knows where you're at? In Amos 5, 8, Seek him that maketh the seven stars in Orion and turneth the shadow of death into the morning and maketh the day dark with night that calleth for the waters of the sea and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name, but he says, seek him. And you know, the, what the stars ought to do is they, they ought to draw us to him. And maybe, maybe there's, it's been a while since you've gotten a sense of God and your place in God's plan. Maybe in a clear night this week, just step out and look up. Just step out and see the, the creation of God. and See the stars in their place. 
And just be reminded how big your God is. Just be reminded how your God, he orders things according to his will and we have a place in it. And then may it th then end with that great exclamation in our own hearts, O oh Lord, our oh Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And I don't know about you, there's times where I need a reset. And you know, we could inoculate ourselves with entertainment. We could just go about and, and maybe fill our pleasure. Or we could look up and just enjoy all of creation, just get reset a little bit in all that he's done and all of his mercies upon us. And indeed, his name is excellent in all the earth. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity tonight to just minister in your word. And Lord, just be reminded, Lord, of, of your vastness, of your might and your power. And yet in all of that, dear God, your mindfulness of us. And sometimes, Lord, maybe we can, Lord, in our own way, just being neglectful of our place and neglectful of, Lord, the reality that you are a God of order and, and you're a God who just does all things well. And help us, Lord, to just be reminded and to, re to remember those things. I pray that you'd help us, Lord, even tonight to, to Lord, worship you like we should. And we pray these things in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name.